This is our first in five years of Hoofwa. This is my first iPad-powered um, podcast. Uh-oh. Ooh. Ooh. I'm drinking. And I can't hear anybody, so I don't. Yeah, oh, he's gone. dear. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Maybe you should use the computer. <laughs> I need a fix. Hi, Scott. That would be useful. Hi. Am I silent? Uh, you were a little choppy there. What did you say? Just said hi. Oh, Wondered okay. if I was audible or not. You are audible. I'm going to turn yep. the sound up on everybody, and then maybe I can hear better, too. was just checking my audacity in case I had it set weird again. Mm. But it seems to be fine, so... I guess I better call Ryan back instead of ignore him. Oops. And then he said one sec. See? i got to pay attention yeah. to these things. To read through the holes conversation i'm so in- I'm- mm. <laughs> i have to put the kindle away i don't need to be tempted i now i want to compare i know because mm-hmm. if it is if it really is <laughs> <laughs> you're being recorded now so be careful i know i'm so excited what's this <laughs> it's a book that i'm reading and gonna send to her Oh, okay. That's, uh... I tried the other book that you recommend, the, what was it, Lucifer or whatever it's called? Yeah. I can't get, yeah, I can't get through that. Okay. I think I, what I need is like an outline of all the stupid people and how they're related. Mm-hmm. Because I'm getting all confused of who everybody is. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I like it, but I'm just getting confused of who's who. Right. I can understand that. He says, try one more time. Yep, I got him. Take two. Hey. Hi. How you doing? Hey. Honestly, I'm in a different room, and I'm, like, I've got a different headset and everything, so I don't think it's the iPad. I think it's more of the location I'm forced to podcast from. Can you guys still hear me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you in a closet? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, at, I'm two floors away from the router, <laughs> so I'm oh. a little bit further off. So hopefully I'm going to keep it very still, and hopefully it'll work fine. Okay. Yeah. You sound maybe a little muffled, but mostly normal. I've actually got a different headset. The um, headset I usually use um, like crushes the back of my glasses, so it's uncomfortable to wear. But mm. um, I actually had to buy a new pair of um, Apple earbuds, and the new ones are $10 more expensive, but they come with a built-in um, microphone. So hopefully if I stay very still, it won't be too bad. And I'll actually try and hold it a little bit closer to my mouth here. So oh, is that there a little bit yeah, yeah, I'll just hold Yep, I'm going to hold it right here. Okay. So you're going to sit there for the whole two hours with that thing held like that? Well, I'll sit here for as long as I can. I may not be able to say the whole thing because Danielle at some point isn't the one to go to bed and I'm going to be booted. So oh, we'll it's do a that. short fic anyway. Yeah, it's a yeah. very short fic. It's, it's a very short fic. Yeah, we'll be fine. And a quarter of it, a quarter of it I think, actually came from uh, from the – it was recapping the book. So that one worked out well, too. But can. I like the fic. So a little bit of canon. I actually really like the fic. So it works well. Yay, mm-hmm. I'm glad. All right, I actually want to see if I can open the fic and not hang up on the podcast because I've never done this on the iPad. Let me actually see. So let me know if, for example, I'm no longer here or something. Kindle. And. Well, it's funny. Sue, are you recording through Skype? Yes. Are you using. Okay, because it says Skype recording. That's kind of cool. Well, no, well, I'm audio hijacking through Skype. Okay, that's weird because it says recording. That's weird. What's the name of the fic? I have my list here. I haven't downloaded it. Albus Potter and the Sorting Hat. Albus Potter and the Sorting Hat. There it is. All right. 
I read it on my Kindle. I'm very excited. It's about him. I know. He's <laughs> sitting behind me. I should pull him out here. Okay, cool. I got the uh, thick in front of me, so I'm. You're good to go. Good okay. to go. I've put Hat next to the computer. He's leaning on the computer. Hi, Hat. There you go. Hi, you. Nice. Great. I've been podcasting with Death Roll too much. He's been doing the Londo voice the last like three or four podcasts. So, oh my god, what are you guys uh, podcasting on? Is he doing Parfig Weekly or are you doing Puffo Exchange? Actually, no, there are no Puffo Exchanges. So he's it's doing Parfig Weekly. Yeah, I posted a week ago on Skype that I was going to release a Puffo Exchange that night, and I completely spaced it <laughs> until like five minutes ago. I'm like, crap. No, you <laughs> told me yesterday or something. You said I'm going to release one tomorrow too, and I was like, okay, yeah, cool. We'll exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that wasn't yesterday, was it? Um, Saturday. Really? I released it Saturday. Okay. So it would have been. Saturday. So I must have, you must have had that conversation on like Friday or just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I may have spaced, I may have spaced the entire thing. Well, the good thing about post exchanges is we record them and then like, it's like I put them in the vault. Mm-hmm. So then like 50 years later, we bring them out and see what we thought way back when that was new. So at least because I'm. Oh, there's a method there. to your madness. They're vintage podcasts. That's mm-hmm. the There you go. Vintage. That, that was Hunger Games. Which one are you releasing? Uh, de- at the end of the record, okay, the one where Cat and Death were drunk. Right. At the end of that one, they kept <laughs> yammering for three hours, and the yammer became its own podcast. Uh, that's I, that's not true. The one where they were completely drunk, that was the four-hour one. And then okay. they did it again a few nights later when they did Castle or something. Okay. And so then the they continued to drunkenly talk after that and that became the old, its own podcast i think is how that worked it was a drunken yammering podcast it was, was yes i've mm. heard it it's good you've always heard death actually won't put the load them up because he wants like everyone to hear it new for the first time he's like i know people find these things if i load them so i wait till the last possible second I know. i'm like where's this one i want to hear it raw no I don't want you to hear. We actually off. have. We actually. I used to. I remember. I used to do that. I used to when I was driving in New York City. I would listen to. I would drive on Fridays and I would listen to Thursdays raw recording in the car because I can't get enough of my own voice apparently. So I'd listen to see like how the thing was. It's good times. Yeah, I like to listen to the raw ones. They're fun. Oh, I need to find Lady Chi. I've been thinking about her this week. I've been watching a new TV show that takes place in a small town in Kansas. Uh-huh. Now I can think it's what would Lady Chi do? <laughs> You've been watching Jericho. Watching a great deal of Jericho. I watched an episode of Jericho on my lunch break today. That usually implies I like this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's other shows I like, which I like just fine. I've never actually finished them. Like, Firefly, one of the cult favorites of all times. I actually was oh. watching. I, I was trying to savor it so much. I was watching it so slowly, I forgot to keep watching it. <laughs> I've never you know finished what? My My big one is the Airbender. What's that? Oh, Avatar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Avatar, The Last Airbender. It's a cartoon. It's an anime. Yeah, it's a good cartoon. It's good. And they've got a sequel series, too. It's coming out oh. now. Oh, are they? Yeah. Well, I think about this post-apocalyptic bent because Gen 2 made me watch the zombies, and I actually enjoyed it. But, the, if like, like you know, like, the comment cards, like, thank you for watching our show. Do you have any comments? For The Walking Dead, I would say, I love your show. Please less zombies, which I don't <laughs> think they're going to do. No. So, yeah. it's kind of like The Walking Dead, but without zombies. It's true. So, there you go. So, so other things, and I'm reading a book. Let's just turn this into where are they now? Okay. I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I'm, I started reading after the Hunger Games. I did on my Kindle. You know, people who like this book usually will, you know, like this. So 
I think I talked about this on a previous podcast. So it referred me to another series. And the concept of the series, like if you had to give the one-liner, what is the series about, it's fantastic. I, I, I wish to God anyone else but this author wrote it because I can't stand his writing style. But I like the, the concept. And then so I start reading it. As you know, I read that um, Harry Potter series that shall be not be named. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that horrible, horrible one that, you know, it was like 58 billion words. And I read every single one of them because I'm a completist. So, of course, I want to find out how this wonderful plot line resolves itself. It's a six-part book series. <laughs> so I'm like, you're you freaking kidding me. So now I have to space them because I can't just read all six together. So then I'm reading Harry Potter fix in the middle. But it's like I'm I'm stuck on this post-apocalyptic bent. And, and, like, every story has either too many zombies or is written by someone I wish it wasn't written by. Jericho is perfect. So Jericho is, like, my zen moment. So Oh, good. I enjoyed that one. I'm waiting for you to watch Awake. I am, too. And I, I heard – I think I retweeted it. I, I've only seen the first episode of Awake, but someone ret- – um, the, the thing about a series is if you know it's can- – I don't have a problem with shows getting canceled early. Like if it's a one-season show, as long as it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's a good story, who the hell – like tonight we're doing a one-shot. Who cares? Right. But this thing I can't stand is like when you have – like say like a, like a show with a really interesting plot like Flash Forward had – and then the last episode is a major cliffhanger that will never be resolved. That yeah. annoys, annoys me. And, like, I, it's easy to say that, like, Farscape had, a, had the same thing, but they eventually finished it. But from everything I heard, Awake, the ending was confusing, conclusive, but still, you know, left room for more. And, it, like, I guess it was the perfect ending from everything I've read. So it was I'm, very I'm interested. Good. Yes. So I'm very excited to watch that one. So. And and it will get, it's kind of like you know Joe saying okay there's all these years in between have fun and write the ending was like now wait a minute what did that mean did it mean this or did it mean this or well and I I, I like that because I was actually thinking about this you know in terms of Harry Potter the ending the only way you can get fan fiction out of Harry Potter if you don't want to write about well, if you want, I guess you could write about you know post year seven stuff and whatever. But it it buttoned it down so well, there was very little room to go with it. So I I, I like shows that end on a very confusing, mm-hmm. you know, ambiguous. Like uh, for anyone who's seen Chuck, Chuck ended I think at a great spot because it was conclusive. Yet you have no idea how it really ended. You have to guess. Right. I love shows like that. So yeah, I think you'll like this. I hope so, too. I keep working on Melinda because Melinda, I know, was working on a year eight story and she stopped. This is like three years ago and she mm-hmm. stopped and every like week and a half. I send her a text message. How's it coming? How's it coming? How's it coming? How's it coming? Because I want to know how the hell the story is. That's good because I don't think she's written anything. Jules posted a new story last night, though, or this morning. Oh, she got the power back, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. That's good to know. This is like Puffwanians, where are they now? It's like we used to be like the you know these hotshot podcasters. Now we're all like, oh my god, the power's out. You know, I'll be right there. <laughs> well, we can't talk about what I'm reading because oh, god, okay. <laughs> what? What the hell happened there? I can still monologue. Yay! 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 Kids, kids cheering. Kids cheering. Yeah. Yes. Kids cheering. Well, we can we can't talk about what I'm reading now because it's apparently mommy porn, so we'll go on from there. You broke up there, but I know you said mommy porn. <laughs> Fifty Shades of I'm assuming you're welcome. Uh, I'm on the third one. Uh-huh. I'm reading a bunch of series by an author named Michelle West, which is interesting. I actually came into – I discovered her 
on the first book of her third series, which ties in somehow to her first two series. The first one is two books, which I'm reading the second one now. And the next one was supposed to be two books and turned into seven. So that'll be interesting to look at. But, uh, yeah. And the rest of the time I'm doing homework all the time. So. Busy, busy. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And Trisha's running. I'm reading a book about running. It's called Train Like a Mother. <laughs> That's my kind of exercise. Read a book about running. Uh-huh. Well, I, finished, like I finished... I finished another one called um, Born to Run, too. So. <laughs> there you go. Well, I've determined I, I'm self-diagnosing myself with ADD. I'm reading eight books because if I read one of them for longer than 20 minutes, I get bored and need to switch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. So, that's what, that's, so My mom does that. So I've been reading Harry Potter fix. I've been reading that six-part series that shall not be named, even though I've probably named it before because I have to see what the hell's going on there. I'm reading two Star Trek novels. I'm reading a British play. I'm reading a book about presidents, and that may be – I think I have a cookbook in there, too, somewhere I'm, like, gluten or something. So I'm all over the map. I have no idea. I've I'm been, watching Jericho. Yeah, I've been, I've been reading about my uh, new watch and how to use it. Well, You're reading the manual of your watch. Yeah, I've been reading the manual of my watch. Oh, my goodness. That's it's, been a, it's been a long time since I've done one of these, hasn't it? It has. I think it was our last one shot. <laughs> oh, my God. What's new? What else is new? I can't eat gluten anymore. I don't know if that happened then. Um, yeah, I think that's new. That, that may be new. That would have been like an entire series of podcasts back in the old days. Could you imagine? We'd have to have a panel. We would have to, yeah. It would be like Jen moments, only we'd be doing it with you. Jen is continuing to have Jen moments. I, I, I wasn't there for it, but I believe you told the story of Jen punching the rearview mirror off her mother's vehicle. Yes. And Jen actually guest hosted for a few minutes a couple of weeks ago and came on and told us. Did she know she did it? <laughs> did she know she was doing it? Yeah, yeah. She said she'd come on and tell us a story. I, I can't even remember what the story was now, but she came on and told us a story. I just love it. She's like, I didn't even know y'all still had a podcast. <laughs> and and her, I loved her Facebook today. She's like, Lee came running into the room. It's mommy, mommy, yep. mommy. She's like, what's the matter? Batman died. Fix it. Yeah, I know. I read that. I start laughing. <laughs> yeah, so I like the thing with Lee, which is great, is like, you'll get like, I'll be on my, uh, my computer, my iPad or whatever. And you'll, and like the phone will ring. Like I'll get a Skype call and I'm like, Oh, it's a video call. So, you know, I'll answer it. And it's like Lee holding the side of the screen. Can we Mario Kart right now? So um, I'll Mario Kart with Lee. And the thing about Mario Karting with Lee is he's three. So to, to let Lee win, I have to drive backwards. Yeah. On the course, because I tried to just go slowly behind him, but I, I kept like accidentally speeding up and going yes. over the finish line. Yeah. So, so Lee and I are doing some Mario karting lately. It's oh, fun. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. The last time, actually, I, I think I do remember it. She said that her mother was going for a walk and Lee wanted to go for a walk too, but he didn't want to leave the house. So, he had the yeah. Jen's iPhone and yeah. mom had her iPhone and she was showing, you know, carrying yeah. the phone so he could watch her walk or something like that. That sounds like something they would do. <laughs> sounds about right, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Right now they were on, they were trying to name their new child. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think I may have caused a, a family rift here because, okay, Battlestar Galactica reference. I haven't made one in about a year. Um, well, Lee is, of course, named Lee. Right. And anyone who knows Bellstar knows there's a character named Lee. 
and this uh, Lee Adama. And um, well, Lee's dad, Bill, um, has a, a, a surrogate daughter. It is, you know, just someone who works for him, you know, Starbucks, you know, works mm-hmm. for Bill, but it's, he sees Starbucks as a daughter that he never had. So, because and Starbucks' real name is Kara. So James thought we could name our, our, our incoming daughter Kara, and we'd have Lee and Kara. And they're like brother and sister on the show. It would be perfect. And I decided to chime in and remind them. Now, spoiler space, at one point, Lee and Kara, they kind of do it sometime, like in season three. Papa chicka, bow, wow. <laughs> and I pointed that out, and Jen screamed, we are not naming our camera. And, we were, and, and James was so pissed. I'm like, sorry. Well, they, my, like, all I could come up with was, well, they did. <laughs> well, isn't it better than this now? So that, they had that issue. And um, last we spoke, Jen's mother was, I believe it was Jen's mother and grandmother were vetoing some some names. And I tried to remind her, I'm like, your mother's name is Edwina and your grandmother's name is Peggy. They can't get a vote, but <laughs> apparently, apparently they get a vote. So oh, they're, no. they're still working that up. That's just sad. Yeah. I think they should name her Rowena. <laughs> Rowena. Oh, oh dear. That'd be good. Oh, my. No. Okay, I'm going to plug Hermione. Hermione. There you go. I'm going to plug the, the thing I went to last weekend, the uh, Star Kid. And I'm not going to be able to say this. Apocalypto Torah was, was totally awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. And I got confused. I thought you actually were just watching a Star Kid, like like uh, I thought you were watching Batman again or something. I'm like, oh, that, that's great. I didn't realize you actually went somewhere. Yeah, we, they were in town, so three of us went in, and and actually, um, Swish and Flick. That's not right. Swick and Flish from the forum was there, but I couldn't oh. find him in the crowd. And his phone number was wasn't working when I called him, so I didn't get to meet up with him again. But if two Pufuanians are in a crowd and they don't meet, are they still Pufuanians? I believe yes, so. They are. Yes. But it was it was a if lot of fun. If two Pufuanians are in a crowd and they don't meet, then the roof doesn't fall in. So <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Can I just tell you, I, I feel like this tight connection with Pufuanians. Dave, I don't know if you saw this, Sue. Dave sent me a, um, Dave from Pufu sent me a, a tweet this morning mm-hmm. saying, on this on this morning, I don't have it in front of me, on this morning, you know, in on this day in 1896, the, there was the first car accident recorded in New York State. Um, you know, a, what was it? Like a man hit like a motorcycle, like a bicyclist or something. And I don't know why he sent me this. It was like that, the news of the day. It wasn't a motorcyclist. They didn't have motorcycles then. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, I, I made like a joke about, you know, if, if he hits a gas station, he's a Buffalo or something like that. But then I started to think about it. I'm like, wait a minute. 1896, what the hell was he driving to get into an accident? <laughs> and he's like, I think it was a horse and a buggy. I'm like, you mean to tell me from the time the Mayflower set sail to 1896, like the McKinley administration, no one had been in a horse and buggy accident in New York City? Like, that just never happened. He's like, you know, you're right. Like, I, I, that, 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 that must be an issue. You know, they're, they're, whatever happened. And I'm like, all I can picture is, like, there's been horse and buggy accidents for, like, 400 years, and all of a sudden in 1896, some cop was like, shit, we got to write this stuff down. <laughs> so that, to me, is what – that to me is what Pufuanians are all about. It's just it's you know that moment when we realize, holy crap, we could write this down. Mm-hmm. Not sure what made me think of that, but it's just that's 
my definition of Clifflanians, that one guy in 1896 who thought we should write this down. Mm -hmm. I got it. Well, I'm looking, but I've gone through quite a few tweets, and I don't see it, so I can't help you out there. And I just have to point out, too, the fact that I haven't been monologuing in a year. I've got a lot of excess monologues. So. I see that. To fill yeah. Twitter is very difficult for me. It's a 140-character limit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes it hard, doesn't it? Makes it very hard, so. <laughs> well, shall we start this fic, and then you can, you can monologue some more? Sure. Trisha, it's, it's your baby. You want to start it? Sure. How am I supposed to do this again? Don't look at me. <laughs> well, <laughs> since Ryan's here, you get to say, and welcome back. Okay. For Friday, September 6th, this is episode 173 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. But it's the end of season five. Hey, Ronnie, the next time you're... Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? Well, we'll like to start at the beginning. That would be awesome. My resolutions for this Potterfic weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic whatever. Oh, Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Okay, what did I miss? My Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. Yes, you are. You are. Apparently, I'm Jen, and I don't know my outfit. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I, I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Potterfic Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> but I was planning on getting grammar anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snape. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we we'll always laugh before the end. Potterfic Weekly. Where the story never ends. Mm -hmm. and, okay, should I try that again? Let's try that again. Yeah, I need to drink more. Hold on. Let me have, have a sip. <laughs> you ever wonder what my original first sentence would have been? That I said blah 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 and welcome back. Like I like I, I'm curious how that was supposed to begin. And I don't know. You still have the original. We're gonna have started the thing. We pulled the tapes, but I'm curious what I would have said if if I had given that some thought. Well, welcome back to Potterfic Weekly. We are reading the story today. Who's checking is it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we lost Ryan. <laughs> Did we really? Yeah, he's gone. Of course we did. Uh, I was doing so well, too. You were. I was wondering why everyone got very quiet. Oh, you sound really good now. Okay, started from the top. All right. I can't and hear anybody back. if that's a problem. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan is the new Scott. Yay. My God, Scott, aren't you guys... Don't you feel... Take three. Hi, Ryan. Can you hear us? Ryan. Hello. Hello. 
Sago. Sago, sago, sago. See, stopped freaking monologuing, and we lose them. <laughs> we just got to keep them talking. We should just do the beginning part of the intro. And then okay, as soon I'm as we thinking get it back. if I can't hear you guys, I should just monologue, and you can just talk around me, because we've never had a problem with that before. <laughs> we were just talking about that. You stop monologuing, and then, God damn it. Oh, there he goes again. <laughs> oh, dear. He's obviously not holding still enough. Yep. You I hate to say it, but take five. Hold still. <laughs> okay, this is really weird. I'm not sure why this is doing this to me all of a sudden. Here goes. Can you yeah, hear us? strange. Hello? I'll take that as a no. Nope, there he goes. <laughs> Can you get close? Take six. I'm not going to move. I'm staying very still. I'm not moving my mouth very much. Can you hear us? <laughs> I'm not moving my eyes. I hear that I can throw off the signal. Where's <laughs> Lady Chief? Oh, dear. Oh, holy crap. Let's do the beginning intro and get Ryan to say his name. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I'm going to try and hump the router. That may help. <laughs> well, I'm glad he's we gonna... have that on tape. <laughs> did he just say hump? He did. He's going to hump the router. And there he goes again. All right, Trisha, introduce all. us, and we'll see if we can get All right. Welcome to Potter Weekly. I am Trisha. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. Uh, and now she's trying right now. Now he's busy. Dang it. Yep. We'll have Ryan's name to stick in there at some point. <laughs> well, let me what was that? Is that, that was... a snort or a snot? That was me going. <laughs> oh, okay. He's busy. Did you walk, call him. Sound like talking up a loogie. Well, uh, he's trying something. What's he trying? I can't read it. The Skype things in my way. I'm gonna try the comp. Okay. Have a regular do, 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 Boom, boom. Oh, look, Stephen Colbert's been tweeting. Will Wheaton's <laughs> tweeted a whole lot. Will Wheaton! What about Will Wheaton? Nothing. I just want to say Will Wheaton. Okay. Our Batman, who art in Gotham, please don't listen. Should I at least introduce the story? Yeah. You want to start, the, yeah, introduce the fic, and if we okay. get Ryan back, we'll have him say his name, and if not, we'll start over again. I don't know. Ah, uh, we'll figure it out. The story is called Albus Potter and the Sorting Hat. It's by Dinaeus. I can't. Why can't people just be called Sue and Scott and, and stuff like that? Why you have? Why you authors have to be crazy names? I have no idea, MS Lupin. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Just had Lupin. to get that in there, didn't you, Sue? I did. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Dinas or something like that, but it's. Dina? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. If we interview this person or email this person, we will ask them. Yes. Okay. Um, the story can be found on Checkmated. The summary of it is the Sorting Hat has another surprise for Harry Potter. Turns out Al is more is more his mother's son than Harry thought. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we start off with the two major quotes about sorting from the sort of the Hang first and last book. So kind of bookends. We can Just hear thing. you and the people in the other room. Not working huh? All right, hang on. I should have the uh, computer fired up in a second here, guys. 
Do, do. Hey, say your name. Oh, so it, yeah, go ahead. So it starts off with the two sort of main quotes about sorting from the first book and the last book. Harry's sorting process itself, and then his conversation with Albus Severus in the epilogue. Nine for two headmasters of Hogwarts. One of them was a Slytherin, and he was probably the bravest man I ever knew. And when we move into the story itself, they've gone back home, and Harry is sort of sitting there, staring at the fire, waiting to hear what happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's always made me wonder if, like, how did the parents find out? Were they sent notes? by the school to tell them, hey, they got into this house, kind of thing. And or were they to talk to them in the fire? Well, in this story, they, they line up and they call home through the flu. But we never saw that in canon. You could say, though, that Harry didn't have anybody to call. But mm. maybe he would have watched Ron call the first night? I don't know. It's a really interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Because our, I always our... thought they wrote, and it just depends on the nature of the kid, what you get. Like, probably Percy wrote home and told the Weasleys what all happened because Ron would not bother, uh, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, it does seem to me that they would send owls home. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I mean, Harry wouldn't, couldn't flew anybody, and anybody who was a muggle-born couldn't flew. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. And... There was never any mention in canon that the flus were available through the common rooms. Well, well, th- well no. I mean, didn't this house... Wait, how did Sirius get through? He went through the common room, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he... But I got the impression that it was kind of a random thing that he was doing, that it wasn't something you were supposed to do. I figure the... The common room fireplaces are flu-capable, but they don't leave a jar of flu powder sitting out. You'd have to go and ask a teacher to have some or something like that. That makes sense. Hello, Ryan. And I'm back. Yay! Hopefully you didn't get my humping the rather line, or else that will be embarrassing. I did. (laughs) Oh, good. We all did. We all pointed it out, too. And I repeated it, so if the quality of the sound was a little off, you could just superimpose me saying it now. It was the way I was saying it bad, and and there you go. So you two were also wondering about the use of flu powder at Hogwarts? Yes. But before we start, you have to say your name. And I'm Ryan. Thank you. You want to superimpose? Yeah, it's like a therapy. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Well, you know what it is, too? I'm reading a fic now where... um, was it's uh, Jenny's going back for her seven? So it's basically post Deathly Hallows, even though it was written, I think, after Half Blood. So um, it, Harry is, you know, figuring out what he wants to do with his life, and Jenny just went back for her seventh year, and she, you know, he'll meet up with them at you know Hogsmeade weekends and all that stuff. And I'm always trying to think, like, you know, we saw Harry's you know journey at Hogwarts, and we saw you know Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and how they went through the school and everything. But you're, you got to think about this. There's got to be some kids at Hogwarts who have boyfriends and girlfriends who are a year older and, like, come back to the school to visit. You know what I mean? And, like, people have to call home. Like, like Hermione never calls home. Ron never calls home. You know, his parents, you know, send howlers to the school every now and then just to let them know that, you know, they still care. But And, and who the hell is Harry going to call? So you, you have to wonder, seriously, if the, the rest of Hogwarts is is – 
you know, kids with flu powder and, you know, rendezvous with hogs meat and stuff like that. Like, that's how you would expect a school to be. So mm-hmm. I just think we never end up seeing that side of it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just picturing Hogwarts students walking down the hallways texting each other, even though it was 1997. <laughs> but with the security measures at the school, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want flus open to the common room. Was there... A difference in flu, like I know, obviously, you know, the, the flu is, you know, you, you go through and you, you end up in, in nocturnality, you know, as one would expect, because it sounds like Diagon Alley, you know. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, is there a type of flu? Especially when you cough. Exactly. Like, and Dan Radcliffe does not even, it, it, like, he, like Diagon Alley. Like, what the hell? Like, I expect him to end up some. Where is he? My like, God, he's he, in Like, where did he go? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like. Is there a type? Because I've read fics before. I, I know not in canon, but like I read a fic where um, I think you actually covered it on your podcast and you invited me, Sue. It was one of those deals where you invited me, and I'm like, I would love to do that in six months and you cover it. Good, we're starting in three hours. <laughs> uh, Ron invents basically like the wizarding version of a cell phone. It's the pocket flu. The pocket flu. Yeah, that oh, was, yeah, uh, yeah. That was <laughs> adjacent to one of the stories that. That music. You did. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, that was good, but it's so you're picturing like you know he's got these you you got the flu in your hand and you're talking to the other. It's like not like you're going to jump into your cell phone and materialize on the. other. It's not like Ghost Dad. So is there a type of flu that's for communications only and not for transportation or not that we know of? Because the Weasley's flu they used for transporting to Diagonal Alley, Diagonal Alley, <laughs> and also but. Um, Diggory, was it Diggory? His head appeared mm-hmm. in there, so it was for messages as well. I just have to say this real fast. Depends on what you stick in the fire or something. I don't know. Right. I have to say this real fast. My mother, when it comes to technology, is like your great grandma. Like, she hasn't quite mastered the microwave. You know, she gets confused by simple objects. She decides she's going to buy a telephone that has a caller ID that announces. At the highest possible volume, it's like the now batting thing. Who is calling you? Mm-hmm. It has voice it's recognition. Yeah, it has voice recognition that is crappier than my Kindle, which talks about you know Hermi. Is it Hermione? Hermi- yes. Her is Hermione or is it Hermione? It's one of the two. And today it's like. And Harry went to platform nine in three dash four. Like it's one of those. It, it doesn't quite. Get. <laughs> My mother has a friend whose last name is McLeod, and first name begins with the letter N, okay? So when it comes up on the phone, it says McLeod, comma, N. This mm-hmm. thing screams at the top of its lungs every time the first <laughs> calls, incoming call from McLeodin. All I can picture is Henry when he's trying to go to, to, to Diagonale. Diagonale! Like, it's just the same exact voice. It just cracked me. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. about right. But I do well, we do know that yeah. there can be controls on the flu because Umbridge did it. So obviously, if she's locking everything down, it must have been slightly different before that. But um, yeah, we really don't know much about it. Or she could have locked it down so you, you know maybe before it was locked down so you could only communicate, and she just like you know shut the whole things off so no one could even communicate. Right. Mm-hmm. All your pictures, you know, different fix, different, you know, throughout the fandom, there's, you know, different impressions of how 
private Harry is. You know, some years he's able, he wants to use, like, um, especially in book five, he'll use his name to write the uh, the article in the Quibbler, denounce, you know, trying to denounce what's going on in the world. Other ones, he has one that even, you know, he, he walks around the paper bag over his head because he doesn't want to even have any publicity. You, know? you have to love Albus, you know, he, he's calling home, he's calling his mom and dad, and you can picture someone's poking them behind, like there's a, like a line for the flu. He turns around, hey, I'm talking to Harry Potter here, back off! <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, go ahead. Oh my god, that cracks me up. It reminds me of, um, I think it was, um, no, what the hell was the, the uh, so first season of Puffwa, uh, Snape, Harry, Daddy, After the, uh, No. A year like uh, none other? I wanted to call it the tale of a time like none other, and it wasn't making sense in my head. It's like the scene from that one where Snape is going to pick up the phone and be, or he's going to pick up the flu and be like, get me the president. So it's like, I need to adopt Harry Potter. I get just, he's like, fuck it, Harry Potter, fuck up. <laughs> yep. A year like none other. Tale of a time like after the tale of a time, Tale of a time long gone. But that's, that's the one you're talking about. What I'm talking about. That one involved some very old founders living in Hagrid's hut. There you go. Yes. And if you do our version of it, then uh, it involved uh, Slytherin being a werewolf. That was Moon and Stone, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was Tale of a Time Long Gone the one that we liked so much we had absolutely nothing to say about it, so we started talking about other founders fix that we had issues with? Yes, I believe so. Okay, it's all coming back. And P.S. liked it so much, she said, there's got to be more. And you said, no, there will never be any more like this. And she said, I'm going to prove you wrong. And that's when she found Moon and Stone. That sounds like something P.S. would do to me. Yes. <laughs> that's true. Well, I brought her and Saul, and they're still arguing in her head. So, you know, payback's a bit. It's true. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for her to figure out a girl's name for Saul so that they can have, that, so Jen can have Lee and Saul somehow. I'm sorry, there's a Puffwanian in the room. Um, Lee and Saul never really meshed as well. They never really there was the mo- there was there was one moment where Lee tried to kill Saul. So I guess kind of yeah, but I not in her head. P.S.'s head they mesh very well. Really? I'm trying to picture my. Could you imagine if I? Okay, Sue, sit with me, like dig in here with me. All right. All right, I'm there. Imagine I'm a Vulcan. Okay. Just work through that one for a moment by yourself. You ready? All right. I'm Vulcan, and I need to mind meld with P.S., all right? Like, like following the words, my mind to your Can you imagine what the hell would come flying out of that little person's head? Like, like Lee and Saul and Bill and, like, could you imagine trying to mind meld with P.S.? Like, it's just, it, I, it I would. It would kill a Vulcan. I think it would kill a Vulcan just to try and make sense of the Bill-Saul relationship. Yeah, that's true. And, like, when I'm down on my knees, like, I can't take any more, all of a sudden, horse slughorn would come flying at me. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't try it, Ryan. I think... We would, we would lose you. It would be very sad. My mind to your mind. I just have a migraine. As long as you got into, you know, the clipboard portion of her mind, the Vulcan would probably do pretty well. There's some logic there. But uh, the thing. She's uh, very Vulcan-like. Until she's not, she's, I'm trying to think of a way to put this. She's got, like, there's the, there's the frontal PS, there's the PS we all see, and then there's the PS behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I think the PS behind the curtain would kill Vulcan Ryan. Yes, I, I I'm afraid it would be true. Okay, PS, if you're listening to this, call me and we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably a Romulan or something. To this, do not mind meld with Ryan. 
Do not. <laughs> My mind over here, your mind over there. <laughs> wow. I have a picture of Ryan I'm, in the field position. cat clearly trying to mop with a wall right now. You have never done that before. What are you doing? Whoa. <laughs> Hold on. How do you look at this? He's trying to go um, through the pitch. Like, seriously, that is, that was uncanny timing. He did what? My cat. Chuck. Oh, hang on a second. I gotta, I gotta put this on the, is there a bug in the wall? My, okay, as we're having the conversation about this, my, my cat, who's afraid of the ceiling, is standing on the back of the couch, full, as long as he can get himself, trying to reach the ceiling. He's like knocking pictures over. And it looks like he's trying to mind meld with the wall. He's, is there a bug in the wall? Okay. He's after, he's mind melding with the bug, not with the wall. Daniel is trying to kill the bug. Oh yeah, Chuck, you were gonna reach that. It's eight feet off the ground, buddy. Uh-huh. My my Bernie uh-huh. made a spectacular leap the other day over seven feet and caught a hummingbird. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Wow. I know. Well, the, I was very unhappy though, because it was a the, very pretty hummingbird. The thing with Chuck we're trying to get used to is when he thinks it's time to eat his dinner. He starts to attack Danielle and I because he thinks we're not working quickly enough to feed him. So last night, Danielle was sleeping on the couch, and he decided to start. First, he tried to start just licking her hair and grooming her hair. And then he decided it was in a bun. He didn't want it in that bun. So he decided to start scratching at her hair to get it out of the bun. And after quite a long time of doing this, Danielle decided to wake up. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a little crazy. decided to maybe feed him so he would leave her alone. Exactly. And I'm sorry, I usually I have a different headset on, so I usually if I want to go on mute, like for example, if my cat is attacking me, I smash my right ear. Well, I don't have that particular headset on right now, so right now I basically just gave myself an ear infection for no reason. So I'm back. <laughs> okay. So, do we want to talk about the fic? I thought we were. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, we went totally off topic. Susan, I mean, we so thought about you a just paragraph lost everything. Yeah. I just did what? You just lost the whole. I mean, you just you have no control, do you? <laughs> I never have control. Never ever. <laughs> Ryan gave me control, but he didn't tell anybody else he did it. I never had to begin with. Eiffel Tower too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Harry's waiting impatiently to find out where Al has been placed in the in the houses, and he's thinking about you know. When James, when James, he got in, and he was right away. Right. Yeah. Was there a particular? Like Ron will call when he knows, or something like that. Someone else will call. Like Ron will call, or something. Is there a what? We missed the first part of that because you and Trisha talked over each other. Sorry. I thought, was there a line in there that said, like, Ron will call, like, something about Ron? I'm going to try and look it up now. Something about, like, I'm like, why is Ron at Hogwarts? Why would Ron know? I thought there was Ron's a line Ron's not in there, at like, Hogwarts. Ron calls them yeah. in a minute and interrupts a snogging sex- session. Yeah. Um, because, that, that's... yeah, well, yeah. Um, because his son has called to let him know what happened. Oh, and did he happen to mention where Albus was? When? Yes. Okay. Hold on. Did Hugo go that same year? How old Hugo? I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was Rose and um, Elvis that were the same age. Yeah, I think it's Rose. So it must have been Rose they called. Rose does go. I'm thinking of the movie. Oh, isn't that bad? I'm going by the movie as canon because I don't remember the book. Oh, that's. Oh, I just let myself go. Uh-huh. Ryan, well, uh, you need to go yeah. buy yourself the Kindle books. No, I did. I bought them. I bought them. Oh, honey, I bought the Kindle book. Oh, you knew that. 
I bought the um, the night they came out. Like I, I they were like fifty seven dollars and ninety three cents or whatever. I bought them. I bought the the Kindle. I bought the month. She's giving me the look like I just mortgaged our child's future. We don't have a child. I I bought them months ago. I told you that they're on your iPad. Anyone know a good divorce lawyer? <laughs> I won't uh, give you mine. Who's getting custody of the cats? Well, she'll take Sammy. I'll take Chuck, and Chuck will just continue to attack me and the ceiling until I feed him. Well, that works. Exactly. So yeah, so I have the books available if if I if I need to use them. Well, I was getting very irritated. I had like them, someone had some version of them online or whatever, and it was pound signs in the middle of every Hermione. It was awful, so I bought them. Yeah, because you know Joe hasn't had enough of her money, so it's good to give her a little more. Oh, she can have the rest of it. Well, she doesn't have she doesn't have a lot, you know. I want, you, you like to help out, you know, an aspiring young author. Right. So. Well, and, you know, she gave away so much money to charity and she actually paid her taxes. So she's no longer a billionaire anymore. She's just an uber millionaire. Right. Yeah. But they kicked her out of the billionaire club. Oh, hang on one second. Sorry. <laughs> so when James calls, he's all excited because he's actually sleeping in Sirius Black's four poster bed. But I kind of thought it was kind of cute when he said... Uh, when Harry refrained to tell him that it was also Ron's it was also Ron's bed and Bill's bed too and stuff. Oh, I thought it was kind of cute. Yeah, they're not as cool as serious. The one thing I've always wondered, or I wasn't always wondering this, I was wondering it since I read the story. Um, now, in third year, when Sirius Black is like, is this killer who's breaking in and trashing the common room and trashing the dorm and, you know, everyone, the dementors are hovering everywhere, you know, this pandemonium, dogs, cats living together. You think Ron at that point would be like, ew, I'm sleeping in Sirius Black's bed. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. That's yeah, it right. seems a little odd to bring that up and not uh, have it in the books. Like, if it was something, um, like, say, in the middle of Christmas in Grimmauld Place or something serious and said, oh, yeah, I got the bed second from the window, and um, then carried past that on, and so James knew that. That's one thing, but to actually have <laughs> carving in the bed and Ron apparently having shown it to Harry at school but refused to tell him why it was creepy, and then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, and Ryan just said something that reminded me of uh, Melinda's list post this morning. Did you read Melinda's list post this morning? No, I did not. Melinda's post this morning. Good morning, everyone. Just thought I'd share my AM weather forecast with you all. The weatherman showed a picture of a really storm-ridden sky, and he said, The sky is dark, turbulent, almost Dementor-like. And that awesome. Was, that was the weather report today. So, mm-hmm. Hold on, that was Melinda? Uh, hang on a minute. Do you want to log out? No. Uh, yes, it was Melinda's... Crap, Mel- I live near Melinda. Yeah, I know. The Dementors were there today. Oh, I'm letting it. you know. I wonder I've been grumpy all day. <laughs> See, there's always a reason. Any nap at his gym would say. Yep. She would, too. So Ginny's trying to distract Harry because he's brooding in front of the fireplace waiting. Did you say Judy's trying to distract Harry? Ginny. Jenny. Uh, I thought you said Judy. I'm like, who the hell is Judy? I'm sorry, it's the Avengers in the air. They're disrupting my transmission. Apparently they uh, are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh... And Apparently, hush. they have a tradition on September 1st. <laughs> that uh-huh. that uh-huh. takes me back uh-huh. to a, another fic that I've read. Well, you know, Arthur used to have the same tradition. It didn't work out too well for him. 
That's why they keep, <laughs> they kept. Well, that's what kept the tradition alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Well, you can tell because, like, I read this a few days ago. I can't recall, but I I seem to recall Ginny was more into it than Harry was because Harry's like staring at the fireplace, saying "Ring, damn it, ring" or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it does ring. It's not Albus. It's Ron. Ron, what do you want? We're waiting for Al to call. He hasn't called yet. And Harry dumps Ginny on the floor. <laughs> on, <laughs> on the chair. What happened? Did they say? What, do, do, do you know? Where is he? What's going on? Yep. And Ron says, yeah, don't worry about it. Just don't knock my sister up again, okay? Harry's just Ron's like, come a long way over some of these. <laughs> I know. He didn't threaten his life once. very, very hard not to knock her up. I can't picture him ever saying that. Yeah. Ron from six years ago would have leaped through the fireplace and beat Harry up. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, he has two kids of his own, so. so. I actually just read my first fic where the Weasleys actually take Harry out to the garden and beat the shit out of him. I'm not sure if we can still say shit on both of them. But I'm like, they thought, you know, I actually just, I was reading it. I'm like, they've always threatened, but they've never actually done it before. <laughs> Very just Dear. Right, well, they, why, they were, why did they beat the shit out of him? Because he touched Ginny. Well, no, 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 no. Did he knock her up without marrying her? You're close. Now, oh. in this particular story, which I will call Harry Potter meets 16 and Pregnant, <laughs> it, it opens know. with Harry and Ginny having a little rendezvous with Hogwarts. They decide... Or Ginny says, would you like to try something? Harry says, I'm a little nervous. Ginny says, come on. And it actually, I swear to God, I think ends with, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, my. And it's actually, it's a, it's, a, it's a good story. I've never actually read that particular plot line, so I think it was one of the first stories you got the road. And it, 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 it kind of had that Barb trilogy thing going where they described every single thing that happened every single day, which I really need to need to use. But it, it, it did a very good job of doing flashbacks and flash forwards and telling how everything happened and blah, 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 blah. So uh, essentially the story is that they leave their kid. Jenny takes a semester off from school and fakes illness, and they leave their kid home with Molly and Arthur, and they go back to school. Well, apparently Arthur has to go out on business, and Molly has to go share, uh, take care of a sick Charlie. So basically Harry and Jenny get called to Dumbledore's office, yada, yada, yada. Here's your kid. Good luck. Class starts in five. And they've got to schlep the kid around <gasps> the school. For, and the, and the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have read that one. Yeah. Well, at some point, Harry decides, hmm, if I can convince Voldemort I hate them, he'll leave them alone. Of course. Uh-huh. And but I need to be very convincing. Yada, yada, yada. The brothers beat the shit out of Harry yeah. out of him in the, in the backyard. Well, hmm. at that point in time, yeah. He needs the shit beat out of him. So well, I think, well, I, I, think I've, I, I, was cheering, I was cheering them on. But what was unfortunate about it was, um, and I'll give you the name of this for the show notes later, what was unfortunate, I believe, is that they kind of ended the angst and made up and explained everything and everyone was thrilled. And Ginny wrote an email to her brothers telling them, you know, call off the attack, everything's fine. But I think she forgot to send it. <laughs> so <laughs> that was when she beat the ever-living, he beat, got the ever-living shit beat out of, of him by and then there was a Gilmore Girls crossover as far as I'm concerned. Fabulous fic, you should really read it. <laughs> 
Well, good. We, you know, we're, okay. we're, this is the last fic of this season, and we're going to be in search of some new fics soon, so we'll have to have you send us some ideas. Oh, yes. I, I, I think I should do it with Rinna and Lady Chi, because both of them vowed never to read a story like that, so I think it would be fascinating. So maybe I'll try and get them on board. There you go. Can we get a butt sex baby one going, too? Yeah, what the hell? You know what? I think Puffo needs to jump a shark. There you go. <laughs> well, let's talk about this fic with Alice, though. Okay. Well, How about that? Yeah, well, Albus finally gets through. Yay! Yay! And just when they're deciding, okay, well, he's not going to call tonight, let's go to bed, that's when he shows up. Because apparently oh, yeah, there's a really I... long line for people to call in Slytherin. Right. <laughs> oh, wait, we don't know that yet. Right, and mm. Harry's trying to, like, knock him out of the way to take a look at the common room to see if he can pick up a color scheme of some kind. Right. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a great aside for Dad. You know how many students there are at Hogwarts. You know there's only the one flu, and uh, he could be like, "Al, no one knows how many students are in Hogwarts." <laughs> <laughs> it's anywhere between ten and five hundred. No one knows. <laughs> I did really like. Um, we find out that obviously he's in Slytherin, and and we get the story as to why. I'm really glad. That's the one thing I like. There's two things I really like about this fic. One of them is that they put Al in, in Slytherin. It really annoyed me in the epilogue, which I, I'm sure this isn't what annoyed Jen because I think she was already throwing up at this point. But I, I didn't like the fact that, okay, you've got the sorting hat, you've got this whole system in the houses and you know what, what they've stood for for centuries and everything. But you tell Al, don't worry. It's as simple as just telling the hat where you want to go. It's like placing an order at a drive-thru. Like, I just didn't, mm-hmm. it was very lame. And I like the fact that the hat, and this one, I was like, screw that. Yeah. Like, I thought, I, I really liked how they kind of shake the house system on that. And I actually wish they went one point more and, and really fleshed out you know, what the, what the house, because I also don't think the houses should be, you know, groups one through four or teams one through four and have no, you know, identity, uh, you know, of their own. I think that there's a way you can kind of diversify the houses, but also keep what they stand for. And I would, I, like, I wish they punched that point a little bit more. But other than that, I mean, I really like the fact that they. But I think they did kind of do that because he's the hat says, well, you're like your mother. And we find out that the hat offered to put Ginny in Slytherin as well. She just wouldn't do it because she had plans for one, Mr. Harry Potter, which mm-hmm. had fully mm-hmm. approved of. Right. Um, which I think I really liked. Yeah. So there, I think he is diversifying it a bit, but he's also still kind of taking family ties and stuff into account. I, I don't know. I just, the thing I don't like about the canon houses is that it takes people who have particular traits. And maybe this isn't fair because I'm thinking of Neville as I say this. It takes people who have particular traits and lumps them together. And, right. the, and the con to doing that is you have people very much like each other, surrounded by people just like themselves 20 hours a day. And they're, you know, and, and that's it. You don't get those outside viewpoints. You don't get people trying to push you in different directions. You don't get people trying to help you grow. And you begin to see anyone different from you as an outsider. Right. You know, it is a bad thing. Now, obviously, take Neville. You know, he looked like the wimpy kid in his first year, and he turned out to be the bravest one of them all because he had that bravery inside him to start with. And by being around the, the Gryffindors, it, 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 it helped him bring it out. Now, well, they're saying, you know, they're going to diversify the houses and bring in people that you wouldn't expect. Well, I think instead of, you know, 
take Gryffindor, instead of finding all the people who are brave or who have raw potential for bravery and sticking them into a house together, what if you took someone who was very cowardly and put them into Gryffindor because Gryffindor would have the best impact on them to help them grow their own bravery, so to speak. You know what I mean? Put someone who put the people in Gryffindor who deserve to be in Gryffindor, but also put the people in Gryffindor who could most be helped growing up surrounded by people like those in Gryffindor. You know what I mean? Right. Like if they did something kind of like that. So maybe if uh, Draco is a bad choice, but what if Draco grew up in Gryffindor? How, you know, could he have, how could that have helped him? I, like I get the sense sometimes that, Authors recognize the fact that the house cup system was divisive. I'm sorry, the house system was divisive. But I also don't think you necessarily want to have it be just, you know, destroy it altogether. So that was kind of what I was thinking on that. But I, 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 I definitely like what I read here. I think I'm writing my own thing in my head, which isn't fair, but I like what I read here. <laughs> well, and this made me so happy because, well, it just was Jen. So he's, you know, he's called, he's bubbling. You'll never guess what happened. The Sorting Hat sang a song and we did all this stuff. And he said there were going to be surprises and we're going to ignore tradition. So we're not just going into the houses our family's been in. And he's just going on and on. And he's, he kind of stops and he's like, what? Why are you laughing? And all I could hear was Jen telling the volcano Yellowstone story. <laughs> Everybody laughing there. Laughing, no particular reason. <laughs> that was exactly it. <laughs> oh my god, Ashley, I can't remember clearly. Yeah. But yeah, and he loves it. Professor Zabini is so cool, and you know all the different. I think there was a comment about Neville in there too, maybe or something or other. But it's almost like a new new age, and I just I think that's so cool. The fact that he went to the Sorting Hat and said, "Put me in Gryffindor." It's where my father went. And he recognized the fact that, you know, there's nothing wrong with being in Slytherin. There's nothing wrong with, you know, because uh-huh. Harry and Ron, you know, Ron, there's never been a, a good witch or wizard alive that's ever been in Slytherin. That's certainly not true. Right. And, you, you know, now do you, Harry is up all night. He's, he's giving up sex because he's so concerned that his son might be a Slytherin. And, you know, what, uh-huh. if, if Al Wendt is a Slytherin, what would he tell his kids? So it's you need to break those molds. And I like the fact that's what the story's about. My favorite part out of the whole thing is you guys haven't figured it out yet. Harry's mouth fell open and he felt like he had to vomit. Uh-huh. <laughs> vomit. That's why you wanted this fic. Oh man, I yeah. thought it was because you liked the story. It's just the vomit. It's just the vomit, man. You know, I'm okay. all about the vomit. You are. are you picturing in the you're picturing the kids in line at the flu, just tapping their feet, and like the third kid out squints. Is that Harry Potter vomiting? Uh, Mm -hmm. but i like that he told you know harry told him the secret he's having a conversation with hat but he basically tells hat do with me what you will i'm not gonna ask and then i love hat i like you little potter and i think it might just do your father in slytherin (laughs) (laughs) yeah and harry's like the thing is what i liked about it is that yes I mean, Albus looks ex- exactly like Harry, and he's named after Albus, and he's named after Severus, who's my, one of my absolute favorite characters. And you know what? Really, Albus was a freaking Slytherin. Yeah. He, was probably ha- he probably had both, too, in him. And the thing is, hey, you're named after one was the head of house and, and, and stuff. 
again, you know what? Jenny does have slithering qualities. And the thing is, it wasn't about Harry. It's about her. Right. Mm-hmm. And that he has her. She, he might be more like, he might look like James. I mean, he might look like Harry and stuff like that. But he, his essence is her. It's just, that's mm-hmm. what I, it's just what I like. Oh, yeah. And, that was one bit that was a little bit weird to me, though, that when she is admitting, oh, yeah, I was almost put in Slytherin, but I said Gryffindor because I wanted to be with you, he's just still going, but, 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 but Slytherin, and doesn't say, oh, yeah, me too. See, has he not told her that, or what's going on there, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Albus is actually getting it from both sides, but it's all concentrated on Ginny. What, Ryan? No, I was actually just, I was thinking in my head that, you know, Harry, if he had just gone as Slytherin, Ginny could have gone to Slytherin, the hat would have been fine, but everyone went into Gryffindor instead. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have two parents who chose Gryffindor over Slytherin. Mm-hmm. And that was the bit I kind of liked because I've never read a fic like that before because usually you always think, you never really see the Weasleys being sorted as kind of like, you know, like a questionable deal. Like you pretty much know where they're going. Right. And Ginny, congratulations. Like, I think it's Gryffindor. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, no one really thought about it. And to have the fact that Ginny had to ask for it or that there was a question about Jenny being the youngest of six, how cunning did she have to be? How, you know, what Slytherin traits did she have to show to survive in that household? And the the fact that she asked for that. I like that because it's something that can absolutely exist within canon. We never have to, you know, it, it can never be answered. Right. But like, I, I kind of like little things like that, which are added to, okay, like I, the thing I'm reading now, Ginny tells Harry a story about how when she was a little kid, she would have um, like her four-year-old weddings. She'd get married at four and she would marry Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And that, like that, I'm sure that probably happens, but I never, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm sure you can just assume it did. I like stuff like that that kind of adds to the layering of the real character, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. That would be an interesting fic, actually, Um, because we've seen fics where Harry goes into Slytherin, and I think we've seen at least one where Ginny goes into Slytherin because Harry's gone off to an alternate universe and is horrified to discover Ginny in Slytherin or something. Um, But we've never seen one where they both do. That's very what trick was that? Where Jenny concluded, do you remember? I don't really know. I just I have the vague impression that I've seen What's something that like that before. That they shook hands? No. Well, they shook just, hands, uh, she's sort of there. Well, they shook hands, everyone's in Slytherin at one point, except Ron. No, that's true. <laughs> I never. never. I haven't actually read past about four chapters of it, so I don't know what goes on. Sometime I should, but I keep starting from the beginning again because I forget what's happened, and then I just don't end up getting far enough. I read a book recently where Neville went to prison for killing Bellatrix. I have, I have mixed feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I digress. But, I, yeah, I mean, I thought that that particular point was just really cool, the fact that, you know, Jimmy had to... Like the hat remembers Ginny all those years later, and you always think it's about Harry. In this case, it's it's, it's about Ginny. And yeah, Harry completely forgets, you know, the fact that he probably has to be in Slytherin too, but or has right. to be. But. I have to laugh. Um, at the, the the one part of this, Mom, Bradley Corner says you used to date his dad. I always thought you loved Dad. What's up with that? <laughs> I just started giggling. <laughs> you know what? That that is so true. Like when you see your pic. I mean, especially of kids at that age, because they don't think you had a life before them. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. He didn't know it existed. There's probably a line going around the corner to get at this damn flu. And he's like, Mom, tell me about the first time you dated Michael Gorn. Like, are you kidding me? Right over <laughs> Well, and then she says, I love you, son. And he's like, Mom, not in front of everybody. Why are you talking about my sex life in front of everybody? I can't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that he wrote down what the hat said. Uh He knows Mm -hmm. enough about them to do that. Yeah, Yeah, to make sure he had it. So another sign he's not a Gryffindor. He's... Goes over to the table and everybody's cheering and he's like, "Ooh, I have to write this down." <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so Ginny's giving Harry a bad time because he's just flabbergasted. The hat really put him in Slytherin, and she said, "Well, you said you didn't mind." He said, "Well, yeah, I know, but that was when I thought he was going to put him in Gryffindor." And she's, <laughs> she's like, "Do you really mind?" He, well, no, but it shouldn't yeah. be in Gryffindor. <laughs> He's so conflicted. It's so cute. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of being like James and um, whatever that other. I think it was one of the ones that we got as a Drabble fic on the forum. I'm not sure if it was Scarlet's or who or PS maybe. Some somebody wrote the Drabble of the day after the sorting, and mm-hmm. James goes over to Slytherin table and says, "Okay, I." teased you about being put in Slytherin, but I didn't mean it. Come sit in Gryffindor. And he's like, no, I got sorted. It's okay. But James has to go over and talk sense into him. Yeah, he's he can't grasp it either. You know, okay, the joke's over. Come on now. It's time to come and be in Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember reading a, um, a, I think it was an abandoned fic. It was like the, the third one in the trilogy. I think the first two were written in the third one. Go to Bandy pretty fast, but the it was about um, Harry's child getting sorted into Slytherin, and the, um, the story was basically at a time when Gryffindors have the darkest hearts of all, or the, or the blackest hearts, or whatever. And it's sort of how in the future Gryffindor becomes the house that kind of has that reputation, and the Slytherins are the ones who, um, you know, everyone kind of wants to be in. So I, I think that's a good thing. I think it's a little boring to have the good house and the bad house and whatnot. And I like the fact that I, I always just thought that was lame at the end where, you know, you, you know, you, you do very well in Slytherin, but you know, you can always just ask for, you know, a freebie. So <laughs> I just have to go work. Like, I like the fact that the house name means something. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that he's struggling and, you know, she says, it's okay. It's like Al said, they've made changes. Maybe Lily would be in Hufflepuff. And he's like, nah. She's smarter than me already. She's going to be in Ravenclaw. <laughs> you can have one kid in every house. Yeah. So then they decide they, they might go work on the one more so they can have one in every house. Let's go make a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hufflepuffs are particularly good finders. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? Well, you know, those Hufflepuffs. They make good people. Yeah, we are. It's, it's oh Hufflepuff cast. I just got that. It's a staff meeting tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any house news that we need to do? We've got a uh, Wizengamot vote coming up. Uh, we'll go vote on it shortly. We should paint something, I think. <laughs> we still sense. don't have a prefect because I never did that. Do to do. Scarlet asked me that the other day. Well, we'll just keep our own pre. The, I'm sure they'll just keep the old prefix. I said, do we even have one? <laughs> she said, I don't know. That's a bad sign when you have to go and check. I have <laughs> myself. Dude, um, did PS ever come back, or are you still driving the bus over here? I'm driving the bus. I haven't heard a word. 
I've been looking for her because I made her fake, but oh well. She's on Live Journal. She does a lot of stuff on Live Journal, but I haven't seen her on Skype, and I I don't see her much around the forum. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I, th- I, I, I think you're the new fantastic Well, and, you know the season ends very soon. The term ends very soon, and so I don't know what to do. Like, do I just say, okay, people, I'm declaring myself head, or do I get a hold of her, or what do I? You know, I don't have a clue. I think you. I, I think you should do that. I think you should. I think you should drive the bus if you're driving the bus. Yeah, I'm driving the bus at the moment, so driving the bus. Driving the bus. Mm-hmm. One more time. I'm sure you'll be driving the bus when this comes out, so you'll just be able to, you know, ignore it or cut this out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So. It'll be like your golden jubilee when this podcast comes out. Like, oh, shut that up. <laughs> I forgot there was a time when I wasn't really supposed to be there, but here I am. Exactly. <laughs> the wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round. I'm sorry. Oh my. She's Keza. Yeah. So, so what did you think of the fix? I'm sorry. I enjoyed it. Real, sorry. I just want to say real fast. I haven't spoken to Keza in months. I sent her a message yesterday on Skype saying, I used to ship us. <laughs> <laughs> did she write back? She did. Oh, good. We laughed. Laughed and laughed. I'm sorry. That, sorry to interrupt. That was my only thing. No, it's okay. fine. I, I'm, I was going to ship Scott and I in one of the podcasts, but I, I'm going to behave myself. <laughs> Oh, you can stick it in if you want. As long as the not me. <laughs> we'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Scott, tell us what you think. I enjoyed it. It was a good pick. I mean, there were a few little things that seemed a little odd to me. Like, he was, he did seem very accepting in the epilogue, and then here he is in this pick going, oh, oh no, I might vomit. Uh, but um, it's, I guess, a bit of a shock anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It worked <laughs> well enough. Flying. I was lying. Well, isn't, it kind of, isn't it kind of like one of those things like if you, you tell, you say the right thing, but it doesn't mean you, you actually think the right thing kind of thing. It doesn't mean you actually believe it. You're just spouting yeah. it. Be in any house you want to be as long as that's it's Gryffindor. Like, yep. That's like saying you can do anything you want to in this world. You can be president. Whatever you want to do, I'll back you up 100%. Dad, I want to be a mime. Like, it's like one of those moments. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> We missed his introspective moment at the uh, sort of midway in where they're talking about how weird it was for him in his first year and he doesn't want Al to go through that being stared at and pointed at because he looks just like Harry Potter and all of that sort of thing. And probably this will actually do better for that because he's not in Gryffindor going to all the same places that Harry just went. And so, you know, mm-hmm. once Harry calms down that. a little bit, and it looks like Ginny's well on the way to calming him down. So, you oh, know, yeah. or yeah, well, not exactly calm, but going in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to go channel his energy in a different way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Brian. There's number first tradition. Yep. Put your mic a little closer and then tell us what you think. I thought I monologued a lot on this already. Um, I closing, mostly closing loved, thoughts. Closing thoughts. Mostly loved it. I didn't think we needed necessarily the two flashbacks um, from Harry sorting and and the end of the epilogue of Justly Hallows. I thought it was a little bit too much, you know, to be flashbacked on. I agree with Scott that you know Harry seemed to have that change of heart, but I blame it on the mind thing. So I'm otherwise okay with it. Really loved. 
um, Ginny's perspective on how the hat remembered her and why she wanted to be in Gryffindor in the first place. And again, love the fact that being in Slytherin is something that happens, something that, you know, kind of breaks the mold of good versus bad, Gryffindor versus Slytherin. So I thought that part was really great and uh, enjoyed the prospect of Harry having one child in every house. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Just need another baby. Exactly. Well, I liked it too. I thought it was great. It's fun to see Harry just kind of sitting in front of the fire, biting his nails, just waiting. And Jenny going, come on, let's just go to bed. It's time for our tradition. I, I love that it made me think of Jen because it was the, why are you laughing? <laughs> and, you know, that it is about Ginny too, because it's their child. It's not just Harry's child. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that he, you know, I, things have changed. After all of this stuff has gone down, the house system has been rethought. And it had to have been because it just didn't work the way it was. And I'm glad that they show this as a change. And I've seen Albus in Slytherin more often than not, and I think he works there. Well, if you think of it, Harry was going to go into Slytherin because of the fact that he had something to prove. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you look back at Deathly Hallows, you know, you look at this child and, and you know what traits he has and why he could flourish in Slytherin. Now add all of that and inject Ginny into the mix and have the youngest child with six older brothers. <laughs> you know, add that, all of that to the mix and creating, you know, Albus and, you know, now where does he belong? I mean, he definitely gets stronger, not weaker. Right. And you're the son of Harry Potter, you know, outdo your old man. Okay. Um, no problem. Yeah, exactly. I'll kill two dark wizards. It's like, what do you do there? So I think that definitely works. Trisha? Yes. It's your pick. End is out. It's, I just liked it. It was. I just thought it was sweet. It was, like I said, like everybody's been saying, it's not always about it's Harry and Jenny's child kind of thing because sometimes I think Jenny gets lost in the shuffle and if it comes to their children I think it would be the same way and it's kind of nice when even when she said she was so excited that the hat remembered her because everybody remembers her part of her husband but she's remembered mm-hmm. too and I think in so many ways it's nice um, even in canon at first I didn't like that Jenny was a a, a seeker or what um, she was a Quidditch player sorry I can't remember or whatever it was, right? Or chaser. It was just because that's that's Jenny gaining her own fame and kind of getting almost equal, not quite equal footing with Harry of being the chosen one and stuff like that and the savior and stuff like that. But she's she has her own notoriety kind of thing, her own woman being her own woman kind of thing. And I, this, this is something that it's meshed together and it's them. Um, I just liked it, and plus it, it has vomit in it, so it made me feel good. <laughs> Just because you like your vomit. I've, I think I've definitely missed something being off Puffalo the last year or so. But, okay. <laughs> you really need to listen to our podcast, Ryan. There, I, I now I definitely have to because you know, vomit is is big here. So. Oh, vomit! It's huge. That reminds me. I don't me. know how that happened. <laughs> that reminds you, okay? Um, I'm listening to old podcasts, and I just listened to the Dan Fiction. We can cut this out. The Dan Fiction, Fiction interview, and you were going to read Slaw oh, on your honeymoon. God. Did you ever read that? No! <laughs> I, I was going to say, you better not have read something on during your honeymoon. <laughs> well, no. I was going to read it on the plane. I just was curious. No, never happened. 
So, yeah, it was fun. Um, I thought this would be a nice way to end out our last our season, not our last season, our fifth season. And we'll see where we go from here. Hopefully, we're going to go into season six. If not, it's been really fun, guys. Love you. It can't all end with vomit. You'll be back. <laughs> but that'll be a spectacular sure end. Vomit! Half 16 is impregnant sick. Come on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is a good one. That is a good one, now. Okay. <laughs> Have a good, night, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yes, folks, season six will be starting soon, but we are going to take a little bit of a break and not have a podcast released for a little while while I work on a new intro and also work on the season four recap. But we will be getting some new content out to you soon. So hold on to the one. That those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.